Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Alien Frontiers. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shondell. And this is the All Manner of Things podcast, the podcast where we talk about board games. And we mentioned in one of our rambles recently that this year we were going to be doing a few more... Um, lesser known games or games that you don't hear a lot about but we really enjoy and so we're starting that off this year with Alien Frontiers This is a two to four player game It takes less than 90 minutes and ranges from 13 up In Alien Frontiers, players are making use of orbital facilities and alien technology to build colonies or colonise a newly discovered planet. So on a player's turn, they roll dice and these dice represent spaceships and they place them on various orbital facilities based upon pretty much the values on the dice. So in the example of like a shipyard, you would need to have two numbers that are identical. The different orbital facilities allow you to do different things, such as the shipyard, which allows you to build more ships, which means take extra dice, or you can also get ore and solar, which you know then converts into other things, or you mm. can pick up alien technology, or a whole bunch of other stuff. But most importantly, there's um, a few different places that allow you to build colonies that go onto the planet so when you build a colony on a particular territory on a planet you also receive like a special power or a special ability that comes with that and you can use that ability in your turn if someone else was to place another colony on that uh, territory and the number of colonies was equal then that power is then removed so it becomes this this power play i suppose for the territories it also influences the victory points that you have so if you've got more in a colony it sorry, if you've got more colonies in a territory you get higher victory points if they're equal then you lose that victory points and you lose the ability And once the first player has placed their last colony on the board, the game is over. Presentation. Now, I gave this a four. How did you go? I gave it a five. Wow. Brilliant. Excellent. I love a five. So, I'll start off by saying it is the box and... The board and the cards all have this 1940s retro space theme, which is really cool. Uh, Everything through to the rocket ship markers and um, little space colonies that you place out there on the planets, all super cool. Fantastic. The artwork is really well done. It's like that in the future, this is what our space traveller is going to be like. And and it's got the stereotypical alien type stuff on there as well. And it's really brilliant. Yeah. 
Love, I love the little mini boxes that come inside the the, yes. the, the game box. It's a great way to separate the, out the components and yeah, so make it easy to unpack and get those pieces out on the boards as fast as possible, that setup phase. Yeah, so there's, there's a separate box for each um, individual coloured player. So you only need to pull out the boxes for which colours are playing and then there's a separate box for your different components. That's one of the things that I really love about this game. I love the fact that you can just go, oh, today we're playing the green and the red player, so we'll just pull out the green and the red player boxes and then the component boxes and easy done. Um, Really good way to store it and just easy, quick setup. And then my second favourite thing, or maybe that equal first favourites, is the colonies. The colony hubs in this game are just fantastic. They are these little like plastic cities inside these little plastic domes are tiny like they're only about as round as like your thumbnail or something like that like they're very small and they're not very high but they're just so little dome over it just like you you can imagine a 1940s style future city in space would look like yeah so very cool and nice little touch to um colonizing out this particular planet Look, the rule book as well on top of that is really well illustrated and quite clear. It's There's no humour in it, but there just doesn't need to be any humour in it. It's, it's straight to the point, yep. fairly easy, and at the very end there's a nice uh, informative quick play at the back of the book. So, yep. great. Okay, rookie rating. Um, I gave this one a three. I gave it a four. My main thing was that the iconography is a little bit confusing with this when you're looking each orbital facility around the board has a little bit of iconography to explain how it works but um, unless you really understand it it can be a little difficult to follow yep um, there's also quite a few components. But look, look, saying that though, it's a great little once you get your head around it, that that quick reference. Just look at it and go, ah, that's the greater than or less than uh, sign, yeah, or yep. um, a whole bunch of things. That that's it. That is a plus one, plus one, plus one, which means the value of the dice needs to be one greater every time. So yeah, it does help you. You don't need to rely upon your memory while playing it because they they do have those that iconography there. Yeah, I was about to say, it's also got quite a few components. Not a huge, huge amount compared to some games nowadays, but it does have quite a few. And it looks a little daunting and can take a little while to explain. It can, yeah, you're right. there's a lot you need to explain at the start. The orbital facilities, yeah. yeah, yeah, You have to explain how every one of them works and you have to explain that worker placement mechanic if someone's not familiar with how that works and the fact that it's based on, it's not just worker placement where you pick somewhere to put your person down, it's based on your dice roll, so there is quite a lot to explain. However, just like you said before, I completely agree that after you've played a round or two, it's not actually that difficult and most people get it straight away and one of my gauges is... um, my mum and how easily I can explain the game to her because she's the type of person who will get a little bit frustrated maybe if she doesn't get the game straight away yeah but not only did she get this game straight away but she won the very first time she played so if Mm. if someone can come into the game new be taught the game and win on the same day then yeah it's it's okay for rookies look I I wouldn't recommend this as a gateway game you're right but that next level up style of game Absolutely. If you're looking to take this to the next level, then by all means, great game, great game. 
and the turn mechanism itself, what you do on a turn, is fast and easy to explain. It's just those orbital facilities, I think, that yeah, takes a little so bit options. to get your head around Yeah, that worker placement style, especially if you have never played a worker, worker placement before. So um, player interaction. Now, I gave this a four. And I gave it another five. Wow, another five. Yep. Like um, I said, it's one of those games that I just think is underrated. It's a fantastic game that you just don't hear about a lot. So cool. another five. So uh, again, it being a worker placement game, yes. um, there is a lot of blocking of where you put your dice as compared to the previous person may already have those dice uh, positions already covered. Yep. So you can't place them there and then you're fairly restrictive on where you can. So that's a great little mechanism uh, and you're always interested in where other people are putting their dice and how it's going to impact you. The orbital facilities as well, um, they've got that power, that, that struggle for power and position of the territories by you putting out territories, putting out colonies and somebody else putting one equal to that. If you, or your numbers are equal, then you remove that power from, from, the, from that particular person, which is a great mechanism. And you can, there's a, like a little, there's a raider's outpost as well, which means that you can steal from other people, whether it be solar or lunar or, or, the, uh, or the actual alien tech cards themselves. So really good little mechanic, lots of ways in which you can interact with other players and on the whole, a good level of player interaction. No, I totally agree with all the ones that you've said. Um, blocking others from using the facilities, that one gets particularly frustrating when you're like, for example, if you want to buy an extra ship, like build an extra ship, yeah. and you have to roll a double to do it, and you could be rolling terribly, even though you've got everything else ready, you've got the, the ore and the solar power that you're going to need and everything, and you can't roll a double, and then one round you roll a double and someone's blocked that facility and you you can't use it because there's no spots left and you're just like ah so that interaction by from the blocking the other one is the terraforming station if you can block that terraforming station um, we like using the terraforming station so if someone blocks that there's only one spot there and yeah. they're there for the whole round and then if they manage to roll a six again next time and they've still got enough ships they can block it for a second round and you're like oh come on I just want to you know I just want to get into that spot so fantastic that you can do that and um, the stealing from others pushing the cost of ore up is another one as well mm, so that's, that's one right. where what number you choose to place in a particular facility is going to change the cost so that the next person has to place the next person has to place equal or higher yep. and then the person after that has to place equal or higher and very quickly the only way you can get ore is by rolling a six um, so that's a fantastic little interaction and yeah like you were saying claiming claiming the areas on the planet just the way that works and wanting to be able to gain the powers for a particular area on the planet but then all someone has to do is equal your number of colonies there and you lose it or even worse they get more than you there and then they gain the power instead of you and it's interesting because the way the scoring works in this game is your little rocket ship on the scoring track is going up like throughout the game as you score but then it goes down again, like yes. it goes up and down throughout yeah. the whole game because of people taking things off you or removing points, like essentially victory points from you because of taking control of these areas. So yeah, I just think it's, it's huge interaction and it's a lot of fun because of that. 
Cool. And um, let's jump into balance. Yeah, so balance I gave a four. And I gave a five. So we're jumping between fours and fives here. Yeah. Look, it, for me, this is one of the quintessential games for that balance between luck and strategy. I can't find an equal. You roll the dice at the start of your turn in order to work out your strategy and make the most of the dice that you have rolled. And the obviously there's randomness with the alien tech cards that you have as well. But the strategy is to where you place even a bad roll to get the best out of it. Yep. Yes, an expert will probably would do better because they're used to, you know, everyone rolls bad bad dice or maybe they'll look at building their tech cards first off, uh, alien tech cards which have dice manipulators. They can change the values of the dice that you have rolled and that can be a benefit. But as you are just saying with your mum, she was able to pick up on that game super fast. It's probably going to take maybe about three rounds before it will tweak for most people how to play this yeah. game. So I don't think that's going to be a huge negative for this style. Yeah. If you've got it, as long as you've got that expert in the room to either train people up or you're all rookies and you're starting from the same level. And the dice rolling, it does become a little bit of an equaliser between a rookie and an expert because, because it's not all strategy an expert can have a strategy that they want to use that yeah. you know has worked for them in the past and they think it's going to work yeah. but they can't get the dice numbers that you can't, they need yep, for you can't, it. You can't pre-plan this yeah. at all This and that's the beauty of this game and we'll talk a little bit more probably in, in the replayability the section of yep. that but yeah, you, you have to roll the punches so to speak yep. when it comes to it. But the one thing that a, a expert does have over a rookie in this game is understanding how to use the facilities because like you explain them all at the start but until you start using them you struggle to sort of get your head around how to use all of them and because there is quite a few different facilities that you can use that's that's the one thing that I think an expert has over a rookie they know how to make the most of all the facilities whereas a rookie is going to take a little while to be able to do that. So replayability, um, I gave this a four. And I gave it a five, so we're flip-flopping again. <laughs> uh, look, you can play this game twice in a day, no problems at all. Uh, it's, again, when we first bought this game, it stayed on the table for quite some time and yes. we, we played it a lot of times. Or I do remember that. It was, it was a game which held its place on the table. Uh, there is randomness in the alien tech cards and as mentioned, every round you roll the dice. So there's randomness in your strategy and how you approach it. It's also a really good length of game as well. It feels yeah. complete once the game's over. You feel satisfied that you've done the best you can or uh, that the player who does win deserves to win, uh, if that makes sense. Yep. As well as the fact that we played it a lot when we first got it, um, we kept it on the table, which, you know, it's a good most, yeah. yeah, most good games, you will do that when you first get it. You'll play it quite a few times. But we've had it for years now and I still, it's still one that I'm happy to get out quite often, you know. Yeah. I think we play it at least once a year. It doesn't just sit on the shelf for years, mm. not being touched. So it does have that longevity, which is why I rated it so high for replayability because 
Whereas some games you play a lot when you first get them and then after a year or two, it's a struggle to go back to them. This one is not. This one is yeah. just, I just yeah. really like, I still really like it. I still really love playing it's it that simplicity, and it out. It's the simplicity of that, that rolling the dice and the, the versatility of all the locations you can go to and, and trying yeah. to get the most out of. Uh, look, I think it's just a challenge for me when I get a really bad roll to be able to go, yeah. oh my goodness, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. And just really testing and experimenting with the alien tech cards and those those field generators and all those other yeah. things, yeah. which we still, after all the times that we've played, really don't bring out as often as what we should do. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those games that, like I say, it's just a, it's just a different game every time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The so, thing. Yeah. Um, I love a space theme. So as do I. Yep. Um, so I've given this a four, and I've given it a four as well. I think that's our first one we've actually matched. You've either gone <laughs> one higher or one lower. Yeah. So the colonies, like putting your colonies on the board and the detail and the equipment for those and the field generators. Like these are all terminology that you would expect yes. from that yeah. retro space yeah, no, thing. I've got thing. the, I've, I have the words plasma cannons, repulsion fields, yes. um, data crystals. Yes. And um, booster. Is it a booster pod? Oh, I think? Yeah. And booster pods. Yeah. Yeah. Like all those terminologies you don't hear in, in normal or, up nowadays, um, space. Data crystals are still a thing, I think. Is it? I think if all the the all the terminology, I, th- I really draw upon that one as being fairly like. Well, Stargate had data crystals. Yeah. So did Eureka. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like. Agree. To, agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> You're like. Agree I'm to not disagree. Tell you how old those shows are. <laughs> <laughs> But not they're not 1940s and they're not ret- retro, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, I agree totally. Very cool retro space theme. So it's a twist on the space theme by, by yeah. making it retro, which makes yep. it unique. Yeah. And, um, and, it's, and it's also, it's not going to age because it's aged, if that already, makes sense. Yeah. Like it's designed yeah. to be aged, so. Look, my only reason why I've knocked it back one is – the mechanics and the way that the game plays, you could really put a layer of any. The theme could be anything, really, yeah. about territory control and whatnot. Yeah. And whilst like whilst it does do very well with this theme, and I think this is one of the better flavors of this style of worker placement that I've done. It's a great choice to choose this. Um, it's it doesn't seem to play well through it there's no no mechanics which is 1940s space must be the theme for this i i agree to a point the orbital facilities don't play through very well in terms of rolling your dice put them there and this is the different things that you do however the colonization on the planet does play well i think because you're putting these little hubs you can put them anywhere on the planet because you know, you're landing on a planet from space so you can land anywhere and you're fighting for territories. 
So I feel like that really plays through well with the space could, thing. But still, I mean, and again, I I'm, I'm gave it a four. It's fantastic yeah. and I love the theme uh, and it appeals to me. But I always try and think, does it work with mechanics? And you could really have rabbits in a paddock. And, but any um, other, I think any other thing, if it wasn't coming from space, would have to build out of a point and build from that point. Like you couldn't jump from one side of the planet to put your next colony on the complete opposite side of the planet. That's the way I see it. That's why I think the space colonization works because you can put your colonies anywhere on the planet. Cool. Best and worst. So best and worst. And my best is simply the balance of luck and strategy and how well it plays. Yep, mine is exactly the same. It's fantastic balance in this game that means you want to play it again. The worst I have is, and this is such a small little thing, uh, but I have to nitpick um, because it is such a it is a, a great game, and that is the solar cells that come with this particular game. If you lay them all out, they do not fit on the board and they spill over. And it's a little it's a little frustrating, but it's such a small thing and uh, I, I just love well, – I don't love I, – I just nitpick on that. I just like kind of fit them all in the board. But the you board's, love to nitpick. The board, is, to the board is, is, uh, is great. Um, it's just not big enough to hold all those solar cells. I don't even know if they're supposed to sit on the board. Like we put the ore on the board because it fits, but I don't know if it's supposed to or supposed to sit next to it. It would be nice if you could. Um, my worst is that sometimes when you're playing, you can see the last round coming and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So your last turn almost feels True. like, True. you know, yeah, why yeah, am yeah. I doing this? Because that person's already won. Yeah. But you can try like, and we do, especially with more players, you try and do everything you can to stop that person getting that. Yeah. Like if you can take a colony off them to drop them down one victory point, or if you can. There is a bit of a, when the, when you have more than two players, there's a bit of a gang up mentality. If you can see a play, player winning or yeah. leading to begin with, then you can kind of all, you know, pick on that player for a round and, and even things out. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, don't know, um, or well, how you play. I think it's kind of a good thing, I guess, if you've got enough people to try and block them. But but there's – because there's, I think, three different ways you can put a colony on the board. You can terraform, you can use the – slow colonizing track I can't remember what they're called sorry or you can use the one where you transform where you have put three dice and three ore yeah um to to put a colony straight on the planet you can you can block two of those um spots to stop them putting their last colony hub out you can but you no matter what you do you can't you cannot block that last spot but you can also use the Raiders Outpost to steal from them as well, their alien tech or solar or, or, yeah, or that, that they need. may need yeah. in order to put those, those so you can out. you can try, but a lot of the time, no matter how hard you try, you can see you can see the end coming and there's nothing you can do about it. Final thoughts. Okay, so my final thought for this game, my overall impression is that it's an underrated, lesser known, but brilliant game. That's a good one. That's better than mine. It was just quite simply a great game for a balance between luck and strategy, which we've talked about. Yep. Buy if you want a worker placement style game with a difference. Buy if you want the next level game after buying a gateway game. Uh, my next one's exactly the same. But if you're ready to move on from gateway games, 
um, like if you want a more complex style game yet still one that's easy to pick up. And I've got um, buy if you like the look of the game and the theme of the game. And my last two are the same, which is buy if you like the idea of the retro space thing or if you want to have the little colony hubs. And my last is buy if you want a game that is well balanced between luck and strategy. You have been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at allmannerofthings.com or alternatively, you can find us on our website www.allmannerofthings.com Thanks for listening. Bye. The orbital, f- which is why I wrote it. Right, there. Buy if you want a worker placement. Got there. Stop talking for two seconds so I can talk. But I got a microphone in front of me.